trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
whereas I'd normally start off the show by saying what tunes they just were, what absolutely moving tracks they were right there, both from the orchestral version of the Shenmue soundtrack. That was Shenmue, followed by the Morning Fog's Wave. Shenmue is from the first game, and Morning Fog's Wave is from the second game. They're both remixes, as I said, from the orchestral album. And with that, welcome to this week's edition of the Topka Resort. Admittedly, um, <laughs> on my end, it's a bit rushed. Still eating my dinner. Um, still preparing stuff like requests behind the scenes. Speaking of which, if you've got some requests, we still have plenty more room. And I know there's some certain tracks that people are going to want, so be sure to line them up. But for today, I've tried mostly to go for the less obvious tracks, although, yeah, Tomato Convenience Store is in there once, but it's a different version to the one I normally play, and I hope it's varied enough. And surprisingly, no no, um, Shenhua, but I really do love that track, so it's sad to leave it out. But I had to try and go for the non-obvious picks on my part, so... Hopefully we got that right there. Currently down in the chat room, we've we've got a bunch of lovely people. We've got Electric, we've got J-Star, we've got Maxi, we've got Skyblaze, we've got Rexy. And I believe listening in, we have Callum, although he's um, not currently in the main chat, I believe. Let me just respond to that. Cool. So, yeah, indigestion. Uh, you can already hear it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's flowing throughout me. So the reason we are here talk about Shenmue is because, well, if you don't know at this point, you've been living under the Sega equivalent of a rock, or uh, the Shenmue equivalent is you've been living in a cave for the last 17 years. So, um, Shenmue 1 and 2 are coming to Xbox One, PS4, and PC this Tuesday. I myself will be picking up a copy, probably on PS4, uh, maybe PC, I don't know yet, but either way... You know, going to be getting a copy because I have, uh, I'm just going to be blatant here, before the Dreamcast hour and before I hosted that, I did actually burn a copy of Shenmue 1 because I was like, I, you should probably play this considering this is like the most important title on the console. So I did that and I played it for like 20 minutes and never got very far, but it, I, I wasn't like uh, uninterested I would say, but at the time my mindset just wasn't in the right place to play that game. But likewise with Yakuza, that I had the same problem. Then I came back to that and just absolutely fell in love with the series. So I'm sure the same will happen with Shenmue. But that's my current plan. Going to pick that up on Tuesday, and then we'll be all ready for Shenmue 3. Going to be playing that for months on end because I'm sure I will find an endless array of things to do in Shenmue. Aside from that, we still got the release of the third game sometime this century. I'm hearing it will actually come out. Uh, that's according to YSNet. It might come out before Yusuke dies, we actually don't know this, but it's likely to be true. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I also want to mention just quickly on the topic of Radio Sega, I actually did a review of the brand new Mega Drive indie game Tanglewood, which was made by Big Evil Corp, and that's over on our YouTube page right now, so go and check that out, uh, our YouTube is just Radio Sega. And if you want to be in a chance for winning a copy of the game on Steam, and that also includes the uh, bin file to the Mega Drive release, all you got to do is include somewhere in your comment, include the word NIMN, that's N-Y-M-N. Include that and you'll be in a chance of winning the Steam version. It's a brilliant game, but check out the review anyway because, well, I have some things to say about it that aren't just brilliant. So, uh, I, do have, I do have actually some complaints on that end, but you'll have to tune into the review to find out. Yeah, but anyway, we got a bit of a quieter chat room tonight, which I actually sort of appreciate. Much, much less frantic, bit calm, which, yay. That's cool, but yeah, Shenmue. 
I'm sort of going to save a lot of my outsider opinions for a bit later in the show because I, I will need to hold on to them. Because I know they won't be important to me because I can't go massively in depth with the series like some people will be able to, although I'm sure maybe someone will be able to lend their knowledge to us within the uh, Discord call-in segment. But as for now, I think I'm going to get back into more music so I can, I can um, be a horrible host and finish eating. So let's go for one from the second game, from Shenmue 2. So this is, I, I don't know how to pronounce this, is Da Wan? Da Wan Apartments? Or Yuan? I don't think it's Yuan. Uh, whatever. It's the da Yuan Apartments, right here, on the Topical Resort.
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Welcome back to the Topic Resort right here on Radio Sega. We just heard that was Dawn from Shenmue, and before that, from Shenmue 2, that was Da Wan Apartments. That's how I'm going to say it. I didn't look up how to pronounce it like I've sometimes done before during the break. No, um, that, clearly that was too much effort. But what I want to know from you guys tonight, since, since well, there's only so far in... Uh, I can only extend my knowledge of this subject so far, so... I want you to um, tell me some of your favourite aspects of the series, even if you haven't played the games. Like, what's just some of the aspects that stand out as cool to you, perhaps, if you haven't played them? If you have played them, let me know what your favourite parts of the game are, and I'll read them out tonight, because I really want to get other people's inputs on this series, because, well, it's, it's all good, Re- reiterating my opinions over and over, but I think, I think we should, uh, you know, ha- Get, get some views from the audience. And Electric's already come back with the arcade, which is a um, pretty good pick, to be honest. I will say. But anyway, yes, this is the Hazy History segment where we go through the history of something relating to the topic of the episode as quickly as possible. And in this case, well, there was really only one thing that we could go over, to be honest, and that was the Shenmue franchise itself. So why don't we kick this off right now? So, Shenmue was Yu Suzuki's first attempt at creating a game with a heavy narrative, previously only creating arcade-style games. The game actually started out as a virtual fighter RPG for the Saturn, but it was moved over to the Dreamcast and became an original title. It wouldn't be until Virtual Quest that the fighting series would receive an RPG. Or an RPG? It would be a RPG, wouldn't it? Because a role-playing game. Who knows? (laughs) Probably people who are good at English know. Shenmue 1 was the most expensive game produced for a very long time, with the budget being around $47 million, according to Yusuke himself. The game released in December of, December of 1999 in Japan, and in 2000 in the rest of the world, with Europe not receiving the game until a year after Japan did. Shenmue 2 was released in 2001 for both the Dreamcast and the Xbox. The Xbox release is one of the 10 exclusives released for the console as part of an exclusivity deal, Although some view this release as nothing more than a pawn in the game of getting Peter Moore a Microsoft job. Trust me, we did very much talk about Shenmue 2's Xbox version in the final episode of the Dreamcast Hour. Uh, that's what I view it as myself. While being technically superior, the Xbox version is generally viewed as less desirable due to the lack of save transfer feature from the first game, making your time in the second title feeling much less personalised than it would have been on the Dreamcast after having beaten the first title. While being inactive for many years, the series was brought to the modern age when Shenmue 3 was announced for PlayStation and PC in 2013, with the title currently being slated for a 2019 release. Although Sega don't have anything to do with Shenmue 3, due to the hype around the third game, they contracted D3 for marketing purposes, and um, capitalism of course, yep, couldn't get that one out apparently. They contacted D... contracted D3 to bring the first two titles into high definition for the Xbox, PlayStation and PC, with these ports being set to release on the 21st of August 2018. So yeah, it's as the histories go, there's been longer histories before, but you know, there's certainly quite a lot that you could still go into about the history of Shenmue, but that's sort of the uh, 
And uh, yeah, I never said Shenmue 1 was released for the Xbox, Callum. I said only two. But yeah, I'd say there's still a lot of history you could go over. That's sort of the general gist of it. But if you've got any perhaps interesting facts about the game's development or you know secrets within the game, something like that, you know, hit us up with that as well. Because I, re- I remember um, in the Xbox version how they handled arcade games was they were in a separate executable, so they were separate XPEs for uh, people who aren't familiar with the Xbox. Imagine like a PC game, and Shenmue itself was an EXE, and then the arcade games were all their individual EXEs. So you could just boot up the arcade games if you had a modded Xbox without playing Shenmue 2. I think that's pretty cool how that works, because they obviously never intended for you to do that, but... It's a nice little side effect of how the Xbox sort of does emulated games within games. I, I thought it was cool at least. And uh, Electric rightfully points out that Yu Suzuki produced Sword of Vermilion. Which, yeah, that's true, but Shenmue was his first direct directorial RPG effort. Even if it's not an RPG, because a lot of people will shout at you for that. Because Shenmue's official classification is free, and I can't actually remember what free stands for, but F-R-E-E. Yeah. And uh, I, I should have read Callum's full message because he said two included the Shenmue movie, which was all of the cutscenes from one as a separate disc. I think that might have been a special edition only sort of thing because I feel like uh, later releases of the game didn't have that. Uh, Skyblaze mentions that Shenmue has, a, has such an impact on how games were designed from that point on. Arguably, it was one of the games that made later games like Grand Theft Auto. Or the 3D Grand Theft Auto games, the Yakuza series, and Saints Row possible. Very much true. Because, uh, well, let's be fair, Shenmue, Shenmue's storytelling experience was beneficial, but it's sort of semi-open world nature and freedom of movement that it introduced a lot of the times. A lot, uh, what? Yeah, something like that. A lot of that. I lost my train of thought completely there, sorry. Um, yeah, the freedom of movement it sort of gives you as a character while still roping you into the story is really used in a lot of games nowadays. Like, Yakuza's the most obvious comparison because that game strikes very much with the Shenmue series, but after the release of the game, also 3D GTA games, and basically any story-driven game now, although not as grand as Shenmue, sort of follows the same structure that it's set in place, so in reality, yeah, it's a pretty influential game. And there's a reason that, um, because a lot of titles have had their stories sort of dropped, you know, they've never made another title in the series and the story just gets left on a cliffhanger. But despite that, Shenmue is by far the most well-known and most popular one, the one that people wanted to come back the most, so that's why the E3, E3 reveal was so good. Like. Okay, hey, we, we got some indie games now. You guys can, um, you know, settle down, calm down. Shenmue 3. What? <laughs> that came out of nowhere. 14 years in the making, you know? Yeah, that's that's pretty much that. Anyway, so we still got plenty of room for requests. As far as I know, we only have two currently. So if you want to get some in, feel free to DM me, radiose.gf forward slash discord. I'm Green Viperate there. At Radio Sega, at Top Resort, at the Green Viperate on Twitter. Uh, if you really want to, you can send an email to gmail.com, although I don't actually check that one as much as I should. I'm going to open that up right now, actually, so give me a second here. Yes, just feel free to shoot me some stuff. We have got a few things in the queue. 
And I'm not liking the fact that I just opened up my email and uh, they've changed they've changed the layout of the client. That that's not fun. And everything's rounded now. Yep, thanks Google. You really made this design that much better by just rounding it. Uh, TCB mentions that playing Shenmue with modern controls on PS4 is going to feel very weird. I agree because. If you know anything about the Dreamcast release, it has tank controls to the extreme, so much so to where you even have to use the D-pad to move around, you can't even use the control stick because that's used for other functions. But this time around, D3 went, yeah, we need a, we need control stick movement in 2018, so there's the option of using the old control scheme, which I feel like purists will probably use, but at the same time, I feel as if they're um, gonna... You know, they're going to make that an option well hidden behind a lot of menus. That's not going to be the default option by any circumstance. So yeah, uh, but at the same time it's going to feel weird, but it will um, bring the title much, much further forward into the modern age. And uh, that's very true. Callum points out that the collection will actually have save transfer, which I don't see why it wouldn't have, but it's a bit of extra work for D3 to do. But at the same time, there's just one issue, and that's that Shenmue 3 won't have the save transfer, so it's all gone to waste after the end of 2. It's a shame, because they clearly wanted you, originally when they planned to make a second Shenmue, they clearly wanted you to transfer your save between that that and 3, or 3 and 2 and whatever, you know? But that never happened. But yeah, because it's made by because the HD remasters and the uh, Shenmue 3 are made by two separate companies, they were never gonna cooperate to get save transfer working, which is sad. But hey, that's that's uh, that's business for you, unfortunately. Dreams don't come true when money is involved. See, so yeah, that sucks. But what can you do? I know what you can do. You can send in your request. But while we do that, I'm actually gonna get into a few here from Electric and one from Callum, but if I don't get a few more, then I'll probably end up giving everyone two requests, so feel free to shoot me a second one if you've already um, sent me some, but as for now, I think I'm going to get right back into the music here. So from the original Shenmue, or more so from the Shenmue Passport disc, this is the goodie screen.
with that, officially welcome back to the Topical Resort. I don't know why officially. I wouldn't unofficially welcome you back. Uh, that, that'd be someone else probably, most likely. What you just heard there was from Shenmue. That was a request by myself, and that was Bob's Pizzeria. Uh, I, have, I have a story behind why I wanted to play that one at some point tonight. And that's because a few years ago... I sort of we, we sort of went on a weekend away, and I listened to a Saturday Night Sega podcast, and uh, that was one of the tracks featured. It was a very early episode, but I had that one stuck in my head for the entire weekend after that point. So uh, that that always reminds me of that. So that's always a um, a sort of good good uh, feeling related to that track. So that's why I wanted to get that one on there. Despite the fact I said I wouldn't go for the obvious pick, so I sort of lied. For that, as requested by TCB from Shenmue 1, that was To The Sea and The Continent Beyond. Also from Shenmue 1, as requested by Featherstorm, that was The Place Where The Sun Sets. And for that from Shenmue, once again, requested by Electric Boogaloo, that was To The Sky. From Shenmue 2, that was the main menu theme, as requested by Callum. And from Shenmue Passport, um, as requested by Electric Boogaloo, that was the Shenmue Goodies menu. And, uh, yeah, what you heard there was from Shenmue. I thought the exact same thing in my head, Callum. Don't, don't you worry. And, uh, yeah, Tomato Convenience Store and, uh, Bob's Pizzeria are the two songs which people tend to really heavily associate with. And I think that's for a reason. I think even Yu Suzuki himself went on record to say that, um, that the Tomato Convenience Store was his favourite track in, in that. And that just reminded me, I do actually have a Shenmue shirt, I forgot completely to put it on. I'm going to go and do that in the next song break, because it's, it's the, um... Damn it, it's escaped from my head, like, Pinewood Cola is the name of the cola brand that they replaced the Coke with. Because they had Coca-Cola in the Japanese version, then they replaced it with that, I think, in the international version. I have a shirt of that that I won from Winterfest last year. That was convenient, because it saved me having to ship it out to someone. I, I just tore open the packet as soon as I won it. I, okay, cool. That, that's one less uh, That's one less £3 payment. But yeah, that, that's, that's a nice shirt. Seriously, um, a lot of the Shenmue merch that come out of Insert Coin uh, is quite high quality. I want to get a Tomato Convenience Store one as well. Sadly, I didn't have the money to get one before the game released, but oh well, I've got my... Uh... Yeah, Jet Cola. Sorry, that's it. I don't know why it was, I thought it was Pinewood Cola, honestly. <laughs> What, what an idiot. Uh, you should know your uh, obscure Shenmue brands, honestly. God. So uh, this is the part of the show where I just sort of ramble and talk about the games in the uh, request, resort, request Resort list. But, well, as you know, I, I don't really have too much experience with any of these games. So I'm going to try my best here, but there's, there's no guarantees, really. So... Uh, feel free to pick up the slack down in the chat room. And uh, Jamie has just joined us down in the chat. He's tired and got a bit of a headache. Uh, I can relate to this, but uh, welcome back, Jamie. And officially, according to the Radio Sega front page, I'm the only person who ever posts blog posts. Once again, I've taken back my crown, because for a while Alpha Dog wanted the crown, but nope, I'm the only person who actually posts blog posts anymore. I feel proud. And uh, yeah, Featherstorm just asked what Winterfest was, and uh, Skyblaze wrapped it up quite nicely, saying that Winterfest is a yearly Radio Sega event that happens in December to celebrate Christmas. Will it happen again this year? Ooh, who knows? Probably, because it, it's us. We'll try and do it anyway. And uh, it's not a, it's, it's only three days, and I'm aware that I'm uh, picking a mistake out when there really doesn't need to be any picking done, but there we go. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I forgot, I forgot completely about the soundtrack. Uh, the You're My Only Shenmue Whisper. I haven't actually played anything from it tonight. Maybe we can sort that out. I don't know yet. But, um, yeah. So, Shenmue, the original version. It's a good game, I'd say. The, um, the Dreamcast release is the only one you're going to get currently, but now it's on the... <laughs> Saying what he thinks of facts about Shenmue around actual Shenmue fans. Oh, trust me, I'd know if there were some Shenmue... Like, the proper hardcore Shenmue fans down in the chat. I, I would know this. But yeah, that, that, that's what i got to say about that. So, um... Shenmue 1, it's going to be available in HD soon, but the Dreamcast was the only way to play this one for a long time, unlike Shenmue 2. And, quite honestly, um, you can tell how much it's built around the console. There's a lot of stuff which is very Dreamcast dependent and very, um, like... Oh, oh we, we've got a, um, we've got a calendar in the game and uh, occasionally at Christmas you can find Santa and uh, you can play the game in the autumn and that's a very Dreamcast feature even though, like, internal clocks have been in the, uh, in consoles for many years now. It's just... That's so Dreamcast. They, they really... Games really liked playing up the uh, date and time aspect. Uh, when when I got the opportunity to. Anyway, that was a massive tangent. The point is, it very much shows its age, and it very much shows what console. It, it was Calumda. Yeah, yeah, sure, Calum. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, it very much shows its age, but I still think it's a brilliant game, and, well, I can't comment on it too much, and I'd like to know what you have to say about it, but I'm sure it's still a great game. Who is this one regarded as better than the second one? I don't really know, so... Inform me on your opinion, not not your facts, but... This is the Radio Sega Discord. Everything is a fact. The orchestra version of Shenmue, I can actually comment on this. This is just an album that's orchestral ranges of some of the best or most moving tracks from Shenmue. I love this album. This album is uh, quite touching, actually. Because... It doesn't take, um, you know, it doesn't take very out of place tracks. It takes all the ambient, atmospheric tracks and um, puts them in a full orchestra. So, very good choice. He drinks Seven Up. I wish because uh, <laughs> you go to the arcade and play Cool Spot. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Speaking of which, um, I may as well go on this tangent for a bit. It was discovered like ages ago, and by ages I don't know, maybe like a year or two ago that certain Mega Drive games um, actually use more sound channels than the console is capable of. For those of you who don't know, there's only six sound channels available on the YM something chip. Electric's going to probably correct me here. But the Mega Drive sound chip only has six channels. However, it was discovered that in some games, they use 12 channels. And this just reminded me, because I posted earlier on today uh, the Rave Dance Tune song from Cool Spot, which I played a few weeks back. Is one of these tracks that has 12 channels, and using a like Windows 95 program, you can actually hear this song as it was originally intended to be heard, and it took a brilliant song and made it even better. So, sort of, my question is: Will we see more Mega Drive games that actually had this behind the scenes? I think that'd certainly be very cool, and I'd like to show some of them off on the show if people make these discoveries. I'm sure may- mainly Talarico tracks would probably have them in, but yeah. And thank you, Rexy YM 2612. I, I lost. I, I, I don't know. I lost my train of thought there. I almost had it in my head, but I was like, I'm not going to risk it tonight. Yeah, so, um, in conclusion, <laughs> the orchestral version of Shenmue, it's good. 
I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm just completely lost tonight. Uh, Shenmue 2. Now, um, technically this is the superior game. Story-wise, I'm not sure what to think, but I, I sort of know a, a bit about the story of this game, but in fear of embarrassing myself, I, I won't go into what I know, because it's probably all wrong, as Callum points out. But, for the most part, I think um, the additions to the game over the first one, and also the change in location makes it feel a bit refreshing. It feels different enough from the first one, while still maintaining everything that people liked about the first one, and not feeling different at all, but feels different enough, if that makes sense. It's not a sequel that's just, hey, we don't even have the same characters anymore, we don't have the, uh, the same location, we don't have the same music, we don't have the same anything. But we're gonna, we're still gonna put this in the same universe, and we're gonna call it a sequel. It's not one of those sequels. Very, very familiar, but yet slightly different. Callum is listing in the chat now the level of facts that I'm currently on. Which did you know that Shenmue 2 is the second instalment in the Shenmue franchise? Uh, yeah, I, I am like that a bit currently at this very moment. What can you do? So, I'm actually going to look up You're My Only Shenmue Whisper because I don't know anything about this at all. I think it's an album, because that's my only conclusion that I can come to. Uh, Neo Seeker, okay. Yeah, it's on VGMDB, so it's got to be an album. Let's see here. Uh, it doesn't actually list anything. Okay. It was prototype slash unused. Right, uh, that doesn't help me. Thank you, internet. Uh, well, sh well, sh I should wrap up with uh, Shenmue 2, so I should say it's a good game. Check it out when it comes out, because, I mean, come on, what what's 30 quid to part with uh, this Tuesday? Unless, of course, you're uh, <laughs> you're poor, in which case, don't, don't risk that. Uh, did you know that we're all dead inside, says Shaddix? Speaking of which, welcome to the chat room, Shaddix. <laughs> That's quite an... Quite, quite a way to enter. So it was released on August 4th, 1999. That's about the only information I have on this album. Promotional CD single released the day before Shenmue was originally meant to be released in Japan. The song doesn't feature Shenmue and it is purely for promotional purposes. The Japanese part of the title translates to Whisper of Shenmue or Shenmue's Whisper because it's called Shenmue no Sasayaki. And that is true. Callum got the game for £7 because, um, Steam website selling incredibly cheap and then having Steam Wallet on top of that. Um, not not jealous at all. <laughs> yeah, I am. But what, what can you do? Oh, well. That's, oh, this reminded me of another thing that I should bring up. There's a few more Shenmue titles that I haven't discussed. US Shenmue is a really interesting one, in my opinion. Because here in the US, we, we have um, a plague of weeaboos who want to play everything in Japanese, admittedly that is how I'm going to be playing Shenmue 1 probably, and Shenmue 2. But uh, the point here is there's a lot of people here in the US who want to listen to stuff, or US, you know, the, the West, who want to listen to stuff with Japanese audio and English subtitles. It's really the other way around in Japan due to just how the culture is, they want to listen to English audio with Japanese subtitles. Yet, for some reason, they came out with US Shenmue, which is exactly that. They never came out with JP Shenmue over here, but US Shenmue is a very bizarre release. I'm not entirely too sure how well it's sold, but it exists. 
I think it's like a cool little novelty item, but I'm I'm not sure what the appeal would have been for it because like mainstream audiences in Japan would rather listen to Japanese audio, especially considering the game was originally released in Japanese. It's not a case where they like botched up the dub of the game because hey, it was the first version of it. But you're not a good judge of voice acting that's not in your own language, so I guess that wouldn't have bothered them too much, but it's still just like a weird promotional release that was entirely sort of done for marketing purposes, like, hey, we really Shenmue, this is a reason to buy the game again, because there's English audio here, go and buy it. Weird stuff. Anyway, Shenmue Online, it's time for Time for Viper, because your website Mon doesn't have Shenmue Online. And that second Callum just sent it to me. Um... Fate must have had it. So it was. Shenmue Online was an MMO RPG where players could participate in scenarios, scenarios as well as you say, because I am British, from Shenmue 2. Joining in one of three can, clans led by Shenhua. Uh, oh no, no. <laughs> Anything with X is like my worst nightmare, and you know how bad I am at pronunciation. Uh, Chao Chao Ying and Wu Ying Ren. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All significant characters from the story. So it was announced in 2004 uh, between Sega Japan and JC Entertainment. A beta test was done in Korea in 2005 with the public beta in uh, 2005, and then uh, the game would be released in 2005. Uh, apparently it was graphically disappointing. I can't comment because I've never really seen screenshots of this floating around the internet. But uh, yeah, the whole thing, the whole point of the original title was to be graphically gorgeous. So a game that just looks meh and it doesn't really live up to the Shenmue moniker exactly. So JC Entertainment pulled out of the development in 2005, and they couldn't continue or say couldn't continue developing working on the game since they owned 50% of the rights to it. And, uh. But apparently they found a way to do it anyway. And development was still going. And a trailer was shown again in 2006. And, uh, there was more graphical issues in 2006. And then they just stopped talking about it from 2007 onwards. So, yeah, rest in peace, Shenmue Online. Uh, you, you're probably gonna be slightly ahead of your time, because now Yakuza's trying to copy you. I'll probably end up playing that Yakuza version, but hey. Sucks to be Shenmue, or sucks to be a Shenmue fan, <laughs> any time beyond 2001. <sighs> uh, TCB says, remember when the Shenmue 2 box art in the US altered Ryo's appearance to look like a weird Bruce Willis expert? Yeah. I, I, there was a lot of weird decisions with the localizations of that game. There was this story that I heard on um, on a much better podcast than my Dreamcast one, the uh, <laughs> the Dreamcast uh, Junkyard Dream Pod, that supposedly um, the guys who were marketing the game, the reason the marketing was so horrible was because they they weren't given like an audience for the game. They didn't. None of the people marketing the game actually understood the game and what it was about, and they didn't know who it was meant to be intended for. So that's why the adverts for Shenmue was so bad and probably what led it to tank quite badly because the marketing team just weren't interested in the game at all and they just didn't have a clue what the game was about or who they were meant to market it to. So, um, ugh, Nights into Dreams commercial 2.0 right there, except how was it? I don't remember how much was it they spent on that Nights commercial. I feel like it can't have been as much. 
And I, I don't feel like it... Uh, sorry, I feel like it's got to be much more than that Shenmue commercial, but there were some weird ones. Like, Ryu has a bad... R- Ryu? No, Ryu has, like, a bad dream. What? That, that has nothing to do with the game? Did you not examine the source material? At all? No? Nah. Fine. With that in mind, I think I think we've uh, we've exhausted <laughs> we've exhausted this talk quite a bit. So why don't we get on to one of my own picks from Shenmue Passport? This is Nozomi's message, and when we come back, it'll be time for the ever so controversial topical thesis. Do join me then.
Wow, amazingly that track right there was from Shenmue. I know you wouldn't have guessed, but it was. Except according to Jamie, it isn't. It's from the Manic Monday show. That was Lucky Hit, which is... Uh, I'd say that's out of all the Shenmue tracks, it's one of the more... Or Shenmue 2 tracks, that's one of the more well-known ones. One of the more memorable ones, I'd say. But he, he correctly points out that it was used in the Manic Monday show, but Casey's been using that as his... Um, competition music of sorts for years. I remember him using it all the way back on um, like quite early episodes of Top Top 40 Countdown, actually. So, uh, you're correct and incorrect, Jamie. Your hashtag Radio Sega Education isn't quite up there as much as your Sega Education is. Sort it out. And for that, from Shenmue Passport, that was Nozomi's Messages. And now it's time for the ever so controversial topical thesis. It's not controversial, but people don't half like to disagree with my opinions and well the topical thesis is where I take an opinion that I've come up with or I've heard from around the sake of community I give my spin on it I give my three points for my three points against and then I come to a justified conclusion based on whether I agree or disagree with the statement and today's topical thesis had to be Shenmue themed and it's one that I hear quite a lot and I want to give my uh, my two cents on should Shenmue contain itself to four games? So after Shenmue 3, should they just have one more game and then call it there? Or should they do a bit more? That's that's the question I want you guys to answer in the chat, but I'm going to be answering it myself here. So let's start off with my three points four. Let, let's look at the positives to Shenmue only having four games. It has a better chance of the story being finished rather than being put on hiatus or unfinished. A simple first point to start with, it's more likely that a series that is only four games strong will get finished versus a series of nine games, because we've been hearing that figure quite a lot, because that was how many games Yu Suzuki himself said he wanted to make in the Shenmue series. You're more likely to get the series finished if you only have four games. Going up to the intended nine games could lead the series to become stale, or the gameplay style. You know. There's people dedicated to this series, but after nine games, would they still enjoy, you know, running around the streets of Japan, the streets of China, and all the sort of Asian locations the game has? Would they enjoy that as much at the ninth game after they've been playing the series for like 40 years? Uh, most likely the hardcore fans, but everyone else, could they risk that becoming too stale if they had more than four games? That's the question. Most importantly, I think it could actually stop the story from becoming too over the top or too confusing. So the issue is, um, let, let's compare this to another long series that was also inspired by the Shenmue series, Yakuza. It has six mainline games and quite a few spin-offs. I wouldn't say Yakuza's story is difficult to follow, in fact, probably far from it, but you know, that's a very high entry point. Like. They just released Yakuza 6, and a bunch of people jumped in there, yet they've missed the story of five games. But the Yakuza series has only been going for like, what, 13 years? Shenmue's already been going for almost 20, and the third game isn't even out yet. So by the time the ninth game comes out, we're not even exaggerating, we're going to probably be in like 2050. So... To say that's a high level entry point is an understatement, because at least with Yakuza, the games are all on PS2, PS3 and PS4, and they're soon going to all be on PS4. Imagine how many different platforms Shenmue is going to be on. 
So, like, Shenmue 1. Okay, fair enough, you can play the HD version on the Xbox One and PS4 and PC. Shenmue 2, same thing. Shenmue 3, you can play that on Xbox One. On sorry, PS4 or PC. Shenmue 4 will probably end up going out on, like, PS5. 5 will end up coming out on 6, and you're sort of getting the, um, the pattern here, aren't you? How many consoles are you going to have to buy if you want to keep up with that series? Or how many, like, ports and collections are they going to have to come out with? But, that's the issue. If you have so many games on so many different platforms, the story might become way too long, because, I mean... Imagine how many like subplots you're gonna start up and never finish, and how many times you're gonna contradict yourself. On top of the fact that that's a very high-level entry point to people who want to get into the series, so that's why maybe it'd be a bit better containing itself to four games. But for every positive, there must be a negative. So let's look at why perhaps Shenmue should have more than four games. If there were more games, then the story could be fleshed out. That's a pretty good counterpoint to that one. Four games, possibly you could risk the story not sort of uh, reaching the heights that it wants to, whereas nine games, plenty of time to flesh out the story and get in every plot point that you intended to get in. It allows them to develop new characters and future ideas in future games. I mean... Yeah, the story of Ryo himself is uh, is going to take up a lot of games, but who's to say they couldn't do a Yakuza thing? Because, hey, in Yakuza 4, you, you play as the dragon, aka Kiryu, for like one half of the game, and that's the game's like 20 hours long, and you only play as Kiryu for like 10 hours of it. The other 10 hours are spent with brand new characters. What if they did something similar for Shenmue? That could stop it from becoming stale, right? You know, you only play as Ryo for half the game, and then you play as equally interesting characters that you meet along the way for the other half. Maybe that could stop it from becoming stale and therefore justifying a long series? There's a possibility that over time, new devs could take over and they could breathe new creativity into the series. As much as we may, may not like to say it, if this series does go on for as long as I've sort of predicted, and if Shenmue 3's development is anything to go by, each game will take like five years to develop. If that's anything to go by right, then, um, you know, by the time the final installment comes out, who knows if you will even still be working in the games industry, let alone be willing to work on a Shenmue. So, but this somewhat has a positive, because if there was a longer series, that meant new developers, new story writers, new artists could come into the game, they could breathe in some fresh life, and while not take the series in a different direction, they could continue it in the same direction, but repave the path as they go. Possibly? That's my logic there. But in conclusion, what do I think? Did the negatives overthrow the positives, or did the positives absolutely you know, tumble over the negatives. In conclusion, I believe that Shenmue should try to contain its story into four games. I believe that nine games could drag it out for too long and risk the franchise becoming stale, plus add the very real risk of the story never getting finished once again. The biggest issue with nine titles though is the time span it would be released over. Would most fans of the series even still be, be alive when the final entry releases? if the series continues to take this long to develop. 
Don't get me wrong, there's positives to a longer series, but in this case, I think it'd work out better for the series if I tried to finish telling the story in as few games as possible. Are you ready for this? What's your opinion on that opinion? You have many different places where you can get in your opinion. You can get it in through Twitter, at Radio Sega, at Top Grizzle, at Green Vibrate. You can get it in through Discord, Radio Radio forward slash Discord. You can get it in through Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Radio Sega. You can get it in through an email, topgrizzle at gmail.com. Or you can get it in through a Radio Sega private message on the forums. I'm Green Vibrate over there. All those different places, you can get in your opinion. Now we wait for James to say stop saying opinion, because he, he makes the same joke every, every two weeks. <laughs> and I never stop responding to it. And uh, Callum says it's nose on me. No, don't do that. Uh, Jamie says, after nine games, have you not played Yakuza? Yeah, but it only has six mainline games. Like that, That's still quite a lot, but that's not as much as Shenmue is supposed to have. Uh, TCB says, Yakuza were on a much more successful platform and had a little success before Dead Souls killed off the series in the West. Yeah, they were like, do you know what's a good idea? We're not going to translate the brand new installment in the series, which will do really well. We're going to translate the zombie spin-off game with horrible controls that no one in the West will like. Let's translate that instead, and then it tanked the franchise until they, until there's enough outcry to release Yakuza, Yakuza 5 in the West. Oh, Callum says it's, uh, it's Nozo, uh, uh, Nuh, Nuzomi? Nuzomi. No, no. There we go. Uh, yeah, TCB says, I feel you envisioned this story of a number of cool games. It's very true, I feel he did that. But I still feel like there is a potentially a way to compress it into less games, potentially. Because another one of the issues that I didn't even bring up in the thesis that I thought of just now is, will future titles be crowdfunded? Because if they are, then... You can't you can't count on people every single time to fund the game like Shenmue Seven. If they're gonna crowdfund that like they have every other title, you you know it's it, that's a bit of an issue. It's sort of. Uh, TCB also says, but in this video game climate, especially after a long game between, or especially after the long gap between two and three, and three was funded through Kickstarter and not directly through an actual publisher. I don't see the series stretching out that far unless 3 sells really well enough to warrant that. Then again, or even then condense the plot into 4, maybe even 5. Yeah, that's my issue. Like, I wouldn't have that much of an issue with there being 9, but I fear between issues with potentially having to crowdfund them again and the fact of the send me 3 might not sell well, like, try and wrap it up as quickly as possible so you don't leave people on another 14 year cliffhanger, please. That, that'd be good. <laughs> Anyway, that I, I've spoken my mind now. I want you to speak yours. I'll let you get in some more opinions if you want during the segment. I also just hit my mic. Uh, I probably hurt your ears. Let's get into, let's get into a track from Shenmue 2. This is Rooftop Confrontation, and when we come back, it's time for the call-in.
The best Sega music, live shows, and the chance to request your favorites. This is RadioSega.net. I see.
Radio DJ, how you have to screw everything up again. That was a brilliant track, sadly ruined by Radio DJ deciding, hey, do you know what this needs? This needs a one minute fade at the end, I can still hear it in the background. Uh, from Rio X, so that was the artist from the Shenwave album, that was Inherited Skills at Dawn, you can pick that one up on Bandcamp, just uh, Google that one. And for that, from Shenmue 2, that was the roof, Rooftop Confrontation, and now it's time for the Discord call-in. So if you want to join the call-in, grab a microphone, uh, join the chill-out at radioac.ga forward slash Discord, and you have a chance of being on the show. So uh, I, I want someone who has semi-experience with the series, and um, <laughs> that looks to be neither of the people in the chill-out currently. But uh, I, I just wanted to actually mention, I, I remembered a second ago, actually, that... For some reason, the PC version of Shenmue 1 and 2 doesn't have DRM anymore. It was removed. I don't know why. It was removed by the developers. It wasn't like it was cracked or something. No, the DRM was just randomly removed. I mean, it's better than not. It's better than having DRM, but uh, you let the pirates rent. You let the pirates moan and complain and win, Sega. Well, why did you have to do that? Yeah, that's what I gotta say to that, basically. So if I if I had to pick someone here, I feel like knows maybe a bit more about this topic and why is my Discord not working? That's not good. Like, uh, no, now it's working again. Okay. If I had to pick someone who I thought knew a bit more about the series, I guess by by a slight margin, I'd have to go with this person. And. Sort of welcome to the show, Jamie. How are you doing today? Oh, God. Yeah, it, it, this is happening again. How long has it been? Uh, about, about two minutes since you last been on the show. That's, two that's minutes? Like. Yeah, I know. Incredible, right? So, um, <laughs> I, I don't expect too much here, considering the two options I had. But what do you know about the Shenmue series, Jamie? And what's your experiences? I know that we have the meme where uh, Rio's looking for sailors. That is true, he does look for sailors. We did avoid mentioning that until now. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to say because, like, probably most of us, it's going to be a new thing to us for this HD collection. So, okay, maybe you might be able to answer this one. What are your hopes for the HD collection? Like, what do you hope it will add to the original experience? Over just playing it on Dreamcast. Um, hopefully, let's see. I don't know because of who's being behind it. That's going to be the issue. Yeah, I, I also skimmed talking about that D D three. The people who like to make really unoptimized games for PC are working on this port. Because I'm assuming my PC can handle it, but with D three being behind it, I think my PC is going to have a field day with it. Now with the DRM gone, or supposedly gone, it should be like slightly better. It's not going to be Mania Plus bad, but it's still you know going to be up there, really. I don't know, I never had any uh, bad experiences with Mania Plus. 
I didn't really either, but a lot of people had issues as soon as the the, um, the opening cutscene plays. Yeah, everything tanks. That was a lot of people's um, experiences with it. But D3, meh. But uh, so with the re-release of the title, sort of what is enticing you to buy this one? Like, is there something there that you see in it, or just the fact that it's Shenmue? Well, obviously the hype of Shenmue is well, hype itself. The hype is hype. You hyped? <laughs> but uh, I think for me personally, it's from hearing the in-depth storyline and uh, practically it's the uh, series that inspired Yakuza. And that's the series you know slightly more about, so that always helps. <laughs> God, this is so awkward when you don't know much about the topic. <laughs> I had someone in mind, so I was like, yeah, that would be a great call-in, because uh, they, they actually know a lot about the series, and then they said they couldn't do it, so I'm like, oh, i got to come up with something new now. But, um, I, apparently, what I read, and I thought this was very accurate, is that um, Sega released the uh, Shenmue 1 and 2 HD collection, or this was this person's view on it, because they're really hoping that um, Yakuza fans, considering how popular that's become over the past few years, will go out and buy it because, hey, this is supposedly the precursor to this series. I want to check out where Yakuza actually started, or actually because a lot of people say they feel nothing alike. But I, I, I'm hoping that Yakuza fans will, as well as the now hype surrounding Shenmue, will encourage people to come out in their dozens to come and pick up a copy. So it's just not them cashing in on the fact that Shenmue 3 is around the corner? That too, I definitely think that, but also on top of the fact that Yakuza's doing really well, and hey, this is the series that inspired it, so you should come and buy this one, and especially since it's only £30 in it for two games, you should do that. That's well, well, something I will, you're banking on. Well, I will admit, I did play a little on an emulator. Mm. Um, uh, obviously not the ideal way to go, especially with... Probably one of probably one of the hardest games to emulate on an emulator, but uh, from what I've pl- experienced of it, it, I hardly got anywhere. I think I only got two hours in and still hardly did anything. But I actually quite enjoyed it for what it is, especially for for its time. It's a game with such a, a intera- uh, with loads of interactive features. Yeah, like. It, it feels like something that came, could have come out potentially in like 2003-2005 sort of era, and yet it came out in 1999. That's so bizarre to me, because it, it's an overused phrase, especially it's around the Dreamcast, but the game really does feel ahead of its time. With the HD collection, though, it as a feature, I, know, I don't know what it's got with it, but I would love for, for them to show us the... Early designs of Shenmue, especially when it was being designed for the Sega Saturn, and when it was a Virtua Fighter RPG as well. I think that would be some. I don't think they're going to be bonus features, considering like, they're probably just going to do the least work possible. But yeah, that would be like some cool bonus stuff, showing hey, here's some development stuff you've not seen before. So seeing that uh, a game like Shenmue, if it did come out for the Saturn, I think it'd be pushing the console to its utmost limits. Yeah, I, I think uh, most most Saturns would have exploded at the thought. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as complex as it is on Dreamcast, but even like downgraded for the Saturn, it still would have probably made most consoles implode at the sight. 
Oh no, you just put it in the console before it's being read and the sound just goes BOOM! <laughs> yeah, and it electrocutes you just like my Saturn did. Uh, this, is a, this is a story I've told before. <laughs> but, uh, we, we all know the reason you're really looking forward to Shenmue, and that's because you love games with tank controls. Isn't that right, Jamie? Well, yeah, of course I do. I play the Tomb Raider series, don't I? <laughs> and you enjoy Sonic 06, and we all know that has tank controls too. No, 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 that's not tank controls, that's just a feature with the controls. <laughs> it's not a bug, it's a feature, I swear. Like, going around the loops and you can stay upside down. That's not a bug, that's just uh, Sonic it's, the Fang It's So you can enjoy the scenery, you can take a different look at um, what's around you, you can truly... It's breathtaking, you can take in everything from a different angle and that's why they let you stand on stand on the wrong side of loops. And to be able to complete the game within, what, 10 minutes? That's just another feature. <laughs> MSG feature, they totally intended for Mission Select Glitch. Ugh, <laughs> Sonic 06, that's a story. But probably another day, I don't know if it will actually be, but yeah. Just w just one second, shut up, Dean. You know the original Tomb Raider games had tank controls. <laughs> uh, he's, he's lying for his teeth once again, but uh... Okay, so just one more quick thing, I guess. As someone who's semi-familiar with uh, the early Yakuza titles, do you, I don't know, would you sort of expect it to be way different, or do you think it's going to be very similar to what you know, or are you going into expecting something completely different from the stuff you've played? I think I'm expecting something different, but yet something similar at the same time, probably like with Yak Yakuza having its understandable yet complex story while at the same time expecting this same outcome from Shenmue but obviously a different feeling because obviously the stories and settings are different. Because like the thing I was seeing a lot is that well, I, I've already discussed this but people compare the two series saying that Yakuza was sort of um, the or, sorry Shenmue was the precursor to Yakuza but I'd only say that counts for three onwards because if you've ever played Yakuza like the original Yakuza 1 and 2 uh, the like the town sections in that game feel nothing like Shenmue because it's not um, sort of like a third person camera or well, it is but it's in different sort of sense like you run, you run between screens rather than have it all be fluid so I, I, I think the argument only holds sort of worth beyond Yakuza 3 but Having known that you haven't played up to that point, or you might have actually, I forgot. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, different experience. Yeah. yeah, I've played up to the third game. Ah, fair, fair play then. Uh, so the, the question sort of lost some of its point, but I don't even know where I was going with the question myself. But I, I thought it was an <laughs> interesting one to ask, at least. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's about that. I will admit though, if Yakuza was supposed to be similar in terms of Shenmue with the first game, the first game would actually allow you to play games within the game. Yeah, very true. Uh, that was a feature from, what, 5 onwards? Possibly, uh, possibly earlier? Was it the 4th one? I can't remember. I know 5 was like one of the first to have it, if, but I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> How to make sure your game dies on launch? I want to see this. <laughs> what, what, could, what could possibly this link behold? Mad Machines to debut as first on Discord. 
They are, huh? they might. Because, like, Discord are trying to launch this, like, game platform service similar to Steam. Sort of like what Curse was doing before Twitch bought it. But, like, no, please stop Discord. <laughs> There's this brilliant video that's, like, um, called 75% of Discord servers, and most of it's, um, just some guy, like, raiding a roleplay server. Like, a sexual roleplay <laughs> server. <laughs> I couldn't agree more with it. It's, uh, it's pretty accurate as to what the majority of the gamers network Discord is actually like. So I'm not sure why they're trying to sell games when it doesn't even have a reputation as a game network anymore. But yeah, that that is, in conclusion, how to kill your game. And we must be glad that Shenmue is actually releasing on Steam and not first on Discord, the platform for gamers. I would still like to see a Switch release at least. I feel like it could handle 1 and 2, yeah, definitely. I think that was just laziness on D3's part, because they probably haven't dealt with the Switch before. Like, that wasn't the reasoning for not bringing over Mega Drive Classics. Sega Ages was the reasoning for that, but I feel like... Yeah, we haven't developed anything for the Switch before, so we're just not going to bother until we're contracted to do something for the Switch. I feel like that must sort of be the logic there. I don't know with how the third game's looking, I'm pretty sure the Switch can handle it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Well, no, it, it looks. It's going for the uh, the Sonic Adventure DX effect. It's going for the gloss on every texture. Don't you worry about that, Jamie. But I'm sure with the final game, I'm sure if you just download, downgrade some of the elements, I'm sure the Switch could handle it, no problem. Look at uh, the new Doom game and everything, that's coming to Switch. It runs at like 4 FPS, but it's playable in lower difficulties, so that's a positive, FP- right? Do it. They've got. They're getting the game at 30 FPS. Yeah, I know, but like the uh, the original the original Doom on Switch was at 30 FPS as well, and then you put it up to like hardcore mode, and the game chugged badly because how many enemies there are on screen. So I sort of expect that's happening in Doom Eternal as well. But hey, Doom on the go. That's that's a positive of um, of the Switch releases of those sort of games. And I don't think Shenmue's gonna have many, uh, probably many enemies on at the same time or anything. <laughs> what one enemy at once? Well, re- really, um, really straining the polygon count there, Sega. Or, or why not? Because Sega's not involved. We, we need to remember this. Still, still their, still their game technically. Yes, technically, but like, there's the same deal as Bayonetta 2. People still credit that to Nintendo, despite the fact Sega have some sort of involvement. That'll happen with Shenmue Finish. as well. Thing is, I never gave the game credit to, uh, Oof. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I never really gave credit to, uh, Shenmue 3 to Yu Suzuki because, uh, he had to get the permission off Sega. Partly true, actually, as well. I should, yeah. Anyway, uh, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there any final things you'd like to say before I drag you back to the chill out? Yeah, next time pick a topic you know more about yourself. Shut up, Jamie. <laughs> I, I swear, this would have been better if I did it the week after Shenmue released, but hey, that's, that's how these things work out sometimes. So I've got something lined up for next week as well uh, that, that's relevant. You, you'll see in just a sec. But that was the Discord call-in, and now it's time for the Toppy Mix. And I have to explain this every week, because someone always forgets what the Toppy Mix is. It's a Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode, a remix relating to the topic of the episode, and a non-Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode. So let's kick this off with a track from a game that I've never played music from on any of my shows. From the arcade version of Altered Beast, this is Rise From Your Grave. 
let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix. Rise from your grave.
Kim, it was only Pictionary. The music didn't have to be that good. You could have made a bad soundtrack and no one would have cared. <laughs> Welcome back for the final time for the top result right here on Radio Sega. And the reaction to that one was exactly as expected from Pictionary for the NES. That was the title theme composed by the legendary Tim Follin. He is the Jerome Tell of the NES slash NES. He is the Yuzo Koshiro of the NES slash NES. His work is incredible. You may know him from uh, Silver Surfer as well and uh, the other game that I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm going to have another one from him next week because it's a SNES track. And for a SNES track, it sounds so incredible. It could have easily been off the PlayStation or PS2, in fact. It's that well compressed. It sounds awesome. For that, from Down North, that was Tomato Tomato from OC Remix, and that was a remix of to the Tomato slash Tomato Convenience Store theme from Shenmue. Said in the chat, I felt it had to be in there somewhere, but to save your ears from bleeding, because you've heard the original so many times by now, I went with that remix. And kicking off the block there from Altered Beast, the arcade release was Rise From Your Grave for Round 1 4. And as I said, never played an Alter Beast track on any of my shows for the almost approaching two years that I've been doing them now. I know, it's sort of it's sort of weird. <laughs> as Skyblaze says in the chat room, I don't think Fallen is capable of making a bad OST. And as Rexy said, you give him a game to score and he goes ham on it, which is so true. <laughs> it, it's it's unreal. Anyway, this has been that has been this week's episode of the Topical Resort. As you can tell, a bit rusty on my Shenmue knowledge, but Still excited, even if I don't know that much anyway, for next week's release. And on the subject of releases coming out soon, next week's episode is just about that. So join me next week when we revisit Yakuza. Except this time, as you know, we already did it, so this isn't going to be a um, a sort of redo episode. It's not going to be a uh, revisited episode. But we're going to be revisiting the series in a different way, because previously we only focused on the main line. This time... We're going to be looking at the spin-offs. But that's next week. This is now I've been Green Viper 8. You have been Skyblaze. You've been Rex. You've been Jamie. You've been myself. You've been Shaddix. You've been Maxi. You've been TCB. You've been Twinny. You've been Callum. You've been Electric Boogaloo. And you've probably been some other people as well. You've been Featherstorm. You've been... Um, I think that's approaching all the people we've had tonight. But if you've been... Oh, and we had Jace Darmax as well. Can't forget him. If you've been enjoying it tonight, uh, well, be sure to go ahead and do something, I don't know. If you've enjoyed and perhaps you're new to the show, then you can go back and listen to our podcast on either iTunes or uh, Stitcher, or our RSS feed if you have a podcatcher. You can listen to the rest of our shows. Coming up next, we have Sega Mix Drive with Rexy playing you the best Sega remixes for the next two and a half hours. Sadly, no Chaos Control Center, as that was the series finale and possibly RSN at 2am, but tomorrow we got our the return of quote-unquote Radio Sega Super Saturday, and actually I say that and then I remember Voice of Sega isn't on either. So join us tomorrow for Last Call, a rerun of an episode of Last Call at 9 o'clock, and then a brand new episode of The Hidden Palace with Skyblaze at 10 o'clock. It'll be, it'll be a good night, so be sure to join us over on the Radio Sega stream. Um, I should also mention, I, I'm I'm feeling the need to plug this. I, I know I normally plug my own Twitter on the show, but I, I'm not really using Twitter too much anymore. I, I haven't been for a while. I'm not one of those people who just jumped on the bandwagon of hating Twitter. I've been like this for ages. 
If you'd like to follow my new stuff, I don't really post on Twitter anymore. Follow me at the Green Viperate at Mastodon.social. That's where I reside nowadays. I'm thinking about making an account for the Topical Resort tweets over there, so it'll just mirror the posts on the actual uh, Twitter account. So that might be happening as well. I'm not too sure yet. I want to sort of get that set up for myself. It will be, it'll be interesting, to say the least. And uh, JSTAR thanks me, and uh, thank you for listening in. If you're listening in the whole time, uh, that's, that's good to hear. Didn't tune out. That, that could have been a very real reality. Anyway, the obvious pick would have been to end this off with Shenhua. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to end this off with a track from the original Shenmue. This is Departure from Hope. I've been Greed Vibrate. You all have been awesome. As always, I will catch you later. Catch you next week. And, as always, stay topical.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.